So what does it mean to abide in Christ? Abiding in Christ is a lifestyle of intimacy. And it involves hearing what Jesus is saying to us and walking by the Spirit. Jesus modeled what it was like to commune with the Father and walk by the Spirit. He spent time in prayer communing with the Father, and he listened and saw what the Father told him to say and do. And so communion involves two-way communication and abiding is simply the awareness and that's constant. So communication could be intermittent throughout the day, but his abiding presence is something that we can be constantly aware of because he lives within us. And even as Jesus did, we're to abide in him constantly and commune with him regularly. Hallelujah. So we need to have a revelation of this so that we can have an inner awareness of him, his thoughts, his attitudes, his responses, because he lives inside of us. And we may know that up here, but we need a, a revelation from down in our spirit. We need to have that revelation so that we can walk that out in our daily lives. And we are an earthen vessel, but we contain God within us when we ask Jesus into our heart so that we can live tuned to God by his indwelling spirit and release his power within us by faith. John 7 38 says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I'm reading my verses from the New King James Version. Well, one thing the Lord showed me is that our spirit is always joined to another spirit, whether it's the divine spirit of God or the spirit of the world. So we either have the nature of God flowing within us or the nature of the evil one. Um, but our spirit will be united to one or the other. So before Christ, we were children of wrath, according to Ephesians 2, 2. But after Christ, we have his divine nature in us. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. And 2 Peter 1.4 says, By which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So as believers, we have been joined and live in union with Jesus Christ. We're a new creation in Christ and have been made one spirit with him through the new birth. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 tells us that as well as 1 Corinthians 6.17. When I ministered here last July 2020, uh, we shared about revival and I asked the question, uh, what's in your heart? Well, the Bible talks a lot about our heart and uses the words heart and spirit interchangeably. Our spirit or inner man is the seat of our words, thoughts, and actions, 
and our words and actions reflect the intentions of our heart. Therefore, our spirit or inner man is the underlying motivations, attitudes, and character of our being, which guides the actions of the soul and body. So our spirit is fused with the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is joined to man's spirit, then the fruit and the gifts of the spirit can then flow out through man's spirit. So Jesus lives inside us through the Holy Spirit, and then we become partakers of his divine nature. Did you know that your spirit has a mind, will, and emotions just like your soul? I hadn't really given that much consideration. But the Lord showed me that that is true, that therefore we need to be able to sense and understand our spirit because in abiding, we're essentially living in our spirit. Okay, that's where Christ abides is in our spirit. So this might be the first time you've heard this, or maybe you need a deeper revelation of that. But there are outer or external sources that can affect our spirit. For example... God, Satan, self, uh, bodily circumstances, life circumstances, others, each and every one of those things can affect our spirit. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I want to encourage you to search through the scriptures. This is assignment that Holy Spirit's given you today. To search through the scriptures where you find heart or spirit mentioned and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what is affecting it in that verse. As an example, in 1 Kings 21.5, Jezebel was speaking to King Ahab and asking him why his spirit was so sullen because he wasn't eating food. Or Jesus, we see in the New Testament, where he groaned in his spirit when he was at uh, Lazarus' tomb. Or um, he perceived in his spirit their thoughts. Okay? So the Holy Spirit is wanting to give us a deeper revelation of what that means, that our spirit is joined uh, with, with the, his spirit and because Christ lives in us. Well, now we're going to, let's, you know, look at then how do we walk in this oneness that Jesus wants us to have. So if you have your Bibles or you want to open your phone to John chapter 15, we're going to be starting uh, to look at some verses there. John 15, verses 4 and 5 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing." Well, the word abide means to dwell or to live. And to abide in Jesus is to make him our permanent dwelling place and allow him to live through us daily. So staying connected to him by walking in union and communion with him at all times is vital. It is through our living relationship with Jesus that we access God's abundant life and overcoming power. As we stay in this living contact with Jesus, his life flows through us, and we bear fruit. Our abiding in him enables us to be victors, not victims. When we don't abide in Christ, we fall prey to the world and to the devil. 
In uh, the following verses, Jesus gives us a significant key to abiding in him. So John 15 verse 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says, My son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Therefore, it's essential that we give attention to God's word to grow in our union with Christ. It's the word that divides between the soul and spirit, we're told in Hebrews 4, 12. Therefore, the more we feed our spirit on the word of God, the more we live and walk in his light and power as his life flows through us. Matthew 4, 4. Remember that verse which says, you know, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. So we are to live in and out of Christ who dwells within us. We have been crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Holy Spirit has been bringing that particular verse to my attention lately. So I had to ask the hard question, and this is something I'm going to challenge you with as well. Is Christ my life so that he lives his life through me? First, we need to understand how we see ourselves. When we try to live for Christ, which is what religion says, we're looking to the flesh. But when we see ourselves in union with God, having a relationship with him, we can live out the Father's plan as Jesus did. Jesus ministered straight to people's heart and then by first by discerning their hearts and then releasing the anointing of the Holy Spirit who dwelt within him. He was filled with the Spirit of God and just like we can be filled with the Spirit of God and release the power and the love of God to those around us as well. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal and release to the world the Christ who lives in us rather than us trying to live for Christ. We're not to walk in the flesh, but to walk in the spirit. And Galatians 5, 16 through 25 uh, shares some uh, things that on how to walk in the spirit. So I would uh, encourage you to check that out. Well, back to uh, John 15, verse 5. We see that we're a branch grafted into the vine, and we can do nothing by ourselves. Oh, we can do things in our own strength, <laughs> but there's no value, and it can't bear fruit. It doesn't bear fruit. Even Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. You can find that in John 5, verse 30. So we too can hear everything from the Father through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Remember John 10, 27 tells us that my sheep hear my voice. That's the Holy Spirit that's speaking within us. Well, a few years ago, I realized that I was trying to do things with my own wisdom and strength and being independent and self-sufficient. 
And the Holy Spirit revealed to me that that was pride. So I had to repent of pride and renounce partnering with the spirit of pride. When we try to do something in the strength of our own flesh, we cut ourselves off from his flow. But if we present ourselves to him and allow him to flow through us, we will function supernaturally. That's when those miracle signs and wonders will be seen as they flow through us to the world around us. So we have to yield to the Holy Spirit rather than trying to do something on our own. When we're trying to do it on our own, that's the flesh. And we're not to walk in the flesh, but in the spirit. In his book, Naturally Supernatural, Mark Verkler describes the difference between living from the side of religion and the side of being in relationship in Christ. So these are some things that he, he pointed out. So it's not that I live, but Christ lives. It isn't my effort, but Christ's power within me. It's not about battling and doing, but worshiping and receiving. It is not living for Christ, but in Christ. You see the difference? It's not living for Christ, but it's living in Christ. He, his life is coming out of us because he lives inside. Hallelujah. So it's not about me trying to do something, but yielding to the Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to be someone, but reflect someone. And that someone is Jesus. Amen. <laughs> so I don't try to strengthen and do stuff in my own will, but I uh, am filled with God's power. I don't establish my righteousness. Instead, I'm clothed in Christ's righteousness. So I don't try to know things with my mind, but I receive things by revelation in my heart. I'm not tuned to the physical world. I'm tuned into the spiritual world. And I don't walk according to outer sight but I walk according to inner vision. I don't work first, but I worship first. So those are some things that I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to consider during this time. This is like the meat of the word. I mean, you're gonna have to spend some time with the Holy Spirit and ask him to bring more revelation to this. This is kind of just like an, an opening and he wants to share so much more with us on what it means to abide in Christ and to have his life flow out through us. Well, recently on a Friday night intercessory prayer live stream, um, Michelle Oliveri and Apostle Dave actually shared on uh, the treasure of being in Christ. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that broadcast, I'd recommend that you go back and listen to it. Um, as well as do a search of Bible verses for yourself. Uh, look for verses that describe our abiding in Christ, as Paul says, in Christ, in him, in whom. And so when we have a revelation of Christ as the treasure who lives in us, then his power can be released through us. Well, that evening, the Holy Spirit gave a scripture verse to me from Romans 8, verse 2, which says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And then as we go on in Romans 
um, 8, verses 3 and 4, it says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Well, if you look in the previous chapter, Romans 7, verses 4 through 6, declares that we are dead to the law. The wretched man that Apostle Paul was talking about in Romans 7 focuses on self and trying to keep the rules. Well, the law, uh, we're told in the scriptures, was sent to be a tutor to us, and it kept us till um, we came to Christ. So it's now all about the Spirit guiding us. It's not fulfilling the law. Remember, even Jesus said that all of the laws and the commandments are wrapped up in, uh, you know, loving the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. So it doesn't mean that we're lawless people. It's just that we're now walking by the Spirit instead of having to keep the law, which we couldn't keep. And that was the purpose of it, to show us we couldn't keep it. We needed Christ. We needed a Savior. So it's the Spirit that allows us to keep the laws, Romans 8, 3, and 4. And we see in Romans 8, 6, it says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. Remember um, that law of sin and death we don't want anything to do with because we want life, not death. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So the Spirit of God dwells in us and gives us life, according to Romans 8, 9 through 11. And by the Spirit, we put to death the deeds of the flesh, and we're led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8, 13 and 14. Paul the Apostle encourages us in Galatians 5, 1, to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And that's what God's grace is all about. Hallelujah. We're under God's grace. We don't have to keep the laws. I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> well, in closing, I want to read John 15, 9 through 11, which Jesus is talking here, and he's saying, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. I want to encourage you to take some time this week and to meditate on John chapter 15. It's an awesome chapter, and it tells us how we can abide in Christ. And I want to encourage you to take that time with the Lord and ask him what he particularly wants to speak to you about concerning abiding in him and applying that spirit of the life of Christ Jesus into your life.